0: you sure.
1: Justin, Midnight Justin, the Justin that
0: likes to live I'm, at night. I'm
2: the darkest Alex, the darkest of all possible Alexes. Yeah.
0: I'm Regulation get, Pete. Let's get this thing going, I, huh? I'm it.
2: Regulation Pete. <laughs> yeah, You always act this. like you Woo-hoo!
0: have to catch a very important flight, but I
1: know for a fact <laughs> that you don't.
2: <laughs> You're right, though, Pete. We definitely have to get all of our jingle jangle together before the ghoulies get caught by the sugar man, Oh, so. man. That's, uh, that's
0: that's that is the hot ref.
2: Yes, it sure is. Can we, uh, I just want to talk about a broad overall thing about the episode before we dive into the plot. And for those of you, uh, actually, before we get to that, I'm going to put a bit of that. We'll talk about that in a second. Let's talk about a recap of what's happened so far, just in case you're just tuning into Riverdale. Things have gone batshit insane in the town of Riverdale, the town with Pep. So the short version is there is a, what they call a serial killer, the Black Hood. He's actually one of the least effective killers in the history of serial he's killers. He's more like oh, a serial geez. dialer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's more yeah. like a serial guy. Mm, like He yes, likes waking her. up and having cereal. Yeah, Stalker is pretty fair. Uh, he is terrorizing Betty by making threatening phone calls to her and forcing her to do different tasks around town, like the movie Scream, in order to prove that they really are the same, you and I. And yes. at the same time, Archie has formed a red circle gang to try and take down the Black Hood. That doesn't really play too much into this episode. Jughead is going to the Southside School, which is the bad part of town school, where he. You is- can tell
1: because there are chain link fences. Inside the school.
2: Yeah, it's like straight up the school from Dangerous Minds. It's yeah. pretty nuts. Uh, Jughead is kind of hooking up with a girl named Tony Topaz. Hashtag. Joni Joe Paz. And he is flirting with the dark side a little bit, leading up the Southside Serpents, which is the gang in town. Uh, there's another gang called the Ghoulies. Uh, they're they bad. They're really bad. They maybe eat people, according to Pete.
0: Yep. Do they uh,
1: Are they cannibal? Okay, Pete, do you have a case to make for their cannibalism?
0: Well, I I'm completely against cannibalism, uh, but no, I don't I don't <laughs> mean you. You are like pitch cannibalism to me. No, I'm
1: saying do you have a case to be made that for them like what evidence have you found right, that they're about eating the show, people?
0: Not in general about cannibalism. No, because when you got really. But let me just say, the tour, they were like those are those guys. that are cannibals.
1: Let me say you got really like defensive when I brought up cannibalism. So it makes me think like Pete. Oh man,
2: you eat people? No. Pete? Here's the thing, Pete. I will say I have seen you eat meat a lot and I never I'm really asked you here. to specify what kind of meat it is.
1: Yeah, you keep saying it's this weird lamb that you found. <laughs> I Which, hunt
0: lambs. It's not a big deal.
1: You hunt lambs? Yeah, it's the... it's the Because they're the most dangerous game. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Pete's in Prospect like Park. I you
0: knew that's where I was going. Uh, uh, Pete,
1: you. I unfortunately reside right in the middle of your brain at all times, <laughs> and I am always a couple... So
2: Jughead is going to the Southside School. Uh, he's leading the Southside Serpents. Things are proven down there. At the same time, Hiram Lodge, who's Veronica's father, is trying to rile things up on the South Side yep. in order to uh, foment rebellion, ostensibly, though we don't totally know this yet, in order to build some sort of new development on the South Side. Uh, Veronica at the same time is trying to get in good with her parents. She wants a seat at the Lodge table. And the last piece of thing, the last the last, the pizza thing you need to know is uh that Cheryl almost got raped last episode
1: uh yes, <laughs> uh, to elaborate a little bit more yeah, uh, Nick St Clair, uh, who is uh a, a his very from a very wealthy family knows the lodges, also knows the blossoms uh he is there uh, sexually assaulted Cheryl last week, got his ass kicked by the Josie the Pussycats and uh Veronica, and
0: uh he was also very inappropriate it. to Veronica.
1: Yes and
0: uh, yes. Well, we he
2: also yeah. He tried to assault. Uh, and, I mean, uh, arguably he tried. He assaulted Veronica. Yep. Uh, he roofied uh, Cheryl. Cheryl almost raped her before the butsy um, Yeah, the Pussycats, thank you, actually stopped her. Um, I am glad, just to kind of get into this, this is not the thing I wanted to put a pin in, but I'm glad they didn't just leave that storyline for last episode. I'm glad they continued it and hammered home on it, and the trauma that was visited on Cheryl powered a lot of her storyline this episode. I think that was very good and that was was very responsible.
0: So cold to her about this. It was heartbreaking.
2: Yeah, specifically because her mom was previously covered in fire, you wouldn't expect her to be so cold. Yeah, she was covered in fire. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing that I wanted to put a pin in. Uh, uh, I mentioned uh, the Jingle Jangles getting all ghoulied by uh Sugarman. This show is getting a little ridiculous with the terms. Like, Jingle Jangle, which is the drug that's being dealt in town, is far too ridiculous enough that calling the gang, the really bad gang, the ghoulies, is also a ridiculous name. And this episode, we find out of a mythical boogeyman, in Riverdale named Sugarbad. Well, what yeah. else?
0: I mean, that's well, if they, we're going to live in this world, that's what their titles are going to be. No, it well, nah, but I I got to say like
1: I cuz the Jingle Jangle thing, I was like that's very odd. But I was like I'm on board because they're being so casual about it. But now it's getting crazy. It's just too much crazy on crazy. They're calling the Jingle Jangle the JJ uh and all of this. Uh, then we have we have Kevin Keller using terms like bughead, which is like yeah. that that's that's Jeez. our thing. <laughs> yeah, that was your... That's yeah. the internet. Yeah,
2: the internet uses Buckhead. But Stop it's being weird that he
1: says it. It's like so meta and weird. Yeah. Uh, Like, yes, the Sugar Man, which... It's a drawing for a while, and then a person. Right. The Ghoulies aren't just a regular gang. They're like a gang out of Lost Boys, uh, the 80s movie. Like, It's like, yo, you don't exist. None of these things right. exist in the same world.
2: I think I'm having a big... I get what you're saying. I'm having a bigger problem with the compounding of the terms. Like, As things get crazier towards the end of the episode, people are literally shouting, like... Quick Ghoulies, we gotta get out of here with your jingle jangle. Oh no, the sugar band's coming. Yeah. It's it's too much. Like it's too much at the same time. Drag gonna... race
1: jingle jangle pots and pans is yeah. good it's gonna be But like the
2: sugar band thing I get. Like that's a thing in a small town is they have a boogie band, and I like that detail, and I thought that was fun. And there's a speech somebody gives later in the episode where they're like, Some people called it the maple band. some people call it the sugar band. Either way, it's been the same thing for years here in Riverdale. Yeah. And that's cool, but compounded with all of
0: the other stuff, it's just not working for me, Pete. Pete, it, it sounds like it's working for you. Well, yeah. I mean, it's just the show is so insane. It's hard to be like, oh, I have a problem with Jingle Jangle. Uh, you know, it's just, it's it's crazy the amount that they are covering that it's like, I mean, they're dealing with such serious issues as rape and then being like, I have these pixie sticks, which are hard drugs. It's like, wait, what? Uh, but yeah, I uh, at this point I'm in too deep to care to care about the uh, <laughs> to the name critically think uh, about the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, this enough.
1: show is your jingle jangle.
2: <laughs>
0: I guess so. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right, I we, can quit anytime I want.
2: Uh, I, take, I know that's not true. Yeah. Absolutely not. You're going to start eating human flesh just like the coolies. <laughs> should we take a step back and talk our way through the episode a little bit? All All right.
0: Well, starts with a voiceover switch. Mm-hmm. It starts off with Archie doing the vice over, like he starts it, and then Jughead finishes it. Which I was like, what the fuck, man? But more importantly,
1: it starts with Joni Joe Paz in full effect.
0: Yeah, with some PG
2: 13 groping going
0: we on.
1: We got some waking up at the Jughead trailer. So,
0: how are you feeling about this PG Well, been- I was glad that Jughead couldn't pull the trigger on that. You know, like he was like, listen, we can keep a PG 13, but I'm still trying to get over the love of my life. That's exactly not what happened.
1: Yeah.
2: Because, in fact, Tony Topaz shut it down, not Jughead.
1: And, and Jughead seemed genuinely bummed.
2: I think he was... Uh, no, she
0: was the one complaining. She was like, yo, why was everything so PG-13? And he was like, yo, I, I just got over now." Can we just yeah.
2: uh, clarify exactly what PG-13 groping is? Because like, I know what mm. PG-13 is. Like, I know right. the, the rating and what's allowable with that. But what's PG-13 groping? What do you think? Where does that
0: stop? I don't know. Why do you want Uh, to break that down? That's a weird thing. I think it's important to know.
1: uh, Extreme hardcore pornography, I believe. (laughs) (laughs) As far as I know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's penetration. (laughs) (laughs) uh, No, I I would guess uh, it's a lot of making out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: Touchies in the feels, but no, yeah, no. Yeah, maybe
2: a little under the shirt.
0: Yeah. A little under the
1: shirt over the bra action. Yeah. Uh, Keep it a pretty cash. Yeah. Yeah. Clothes on. All <laughs>
2: right, I think this we're just a couple of guys, a couple of
1: guys important. who haven't been teenagers for like twenty years. Yeah. Uh, uh, you, get to,
2: you get to say fuck once.
1: Yes, that's
0: exactly that's right. it. Yeah. And you can like shoot people but with no are blood. Are you guys excited right. that? Uh, and there's some mild sci-fi violence. <laughs> <laughs> are you guys excited that Jughead is writing again?
1: No, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he was checking his Facebook. We never saw I, him actually okay. writing. No, this he is, was
0: typing. He was typing out. Oh, have
1: you ever typed <laughs> in your laptop and not written anything? What? You, every time you sit down and type in your laptop, you're writing a novel.
0: No, but it seems like he's writing again. I was excited about that. want to know if you guys Why are excited. Why are you excited, excited about that? Because he for a while really, you guys were oh, joking like Jughead hasn't written anything in a while. What is no, this I wasn't Pete's saying sorry, Jughead Pete's hasn't written anything. What
2: I'm saying is Jughead is writing things and they're not going anywhere.
1: Pete's publishing Jughead's novel. Yeah. So he's on deadline. Yeah. First
2: of all, Jughead's novel is crazy. I think we can all agree on that. It well, has it's not pl- crazier than his life. Jughead's novel has no plot, clearly. It has no description. There's no action that happens at any point. It's just a bunch of metaphors that he throws out there for absolutely no reason. And he- I definitely wonder while I was watching this episode I was like where are you typing this bad do you have like a secret blog somewhere that you're not showing know. to
0: anybody? The important thing is he's writing. No you know who he'll he'll figure it out later once he gets it all out. Yeah. That's like, really nice. I
2: realized that the way that they structure the titles of the episodes is they're all chapter 18, chapter 19, chapter 20, this is how numbers go. They keep going up. Chapter 21, yeah. chapter
0: 22, chapter Stop saying chapter. Uh,
2: all I'm saying is then it will go chapter 24, chapter 25, Stop. chapter 26. What is this? Stop. All Wait, I'm w- saying is chapter Chapter 27, chapter 28, chapter 29. I mean,
1: honestly, so though, much. this show's so crazy, they might just start doing random numbers.
2: <laughs> so technically speaking, all of this is Jughead's book, which might explain why they've kind of lost the plot a little bit.
1: Yeah. but It's book, a child
2: writing it. Is it's not going to be good. Book. It's a terrible book. That's all. I like the show. It's a terrible book. Uh,
1: so let's jump. Uh, we got Betty. Uh, after she had basically doomed Nick St. Clair to be murdered by the Black Hood, she runs to stop the murder and arrives there to yes, find... Yes, we
2: should mention, again, in case you didn't watch the last episode, Black Hood was like, give me a name, Sidney. And Sydney, who is Betty in this case, was like uh, Nick St. Clair, who had just attempted to rape Cheryl. Uh, so back to you, Justin. Uh,
1: he shows... She he said her name. She said his name, and he uh, she raced over there to catch the murder in
0: action. I guess. And um, but this made me seem like made it seem like the Red Hood is the, the sheriff because uh, he was being weird and like eyeballing Betty. Like like as he was leaving, he's like giving her a. weird... So laugh. you think
2: uh, in this episode? I mean, we'll talk about this more later. But you think. The Black Hood is Chief Keller. Is yep. that a theory that we've talked about before?
1: We mentioned it briefly. Right.
2: Because he's a large guy with blonde hair. Yep.
1: Right. Yeah, or, an, an, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but he's there to arrest Nick with other cops, though, right? Right. Yep. So uh, so he does that and uh, trouble brewing for Nick.
2: Right. Uh, well, how do you feel about this? Do you feel like... Uh, do you feel like Nick got what he deserved? Uh, across no, the, whole episode, er,
0: easy, that, uh, across the whole episode? got off easy. Across the whole episode,
1: definitely not. I actually feel like it. he ends up just never changing his behavior. Right, uh, which is throughout. awful. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's sort of a weird message coming off. Uh, we, we talked about it a little bit last episode about like, oh, this felt like a sort of starkly realized version of this story with the sort of heightened element that the girls all kicked his ass. Mm -hmm. But now it feels very much like, oh, yeah, he's rich. He can do whatever he wants.
0: Yeah, Yeah, which is and I
2: mean, there's some stuff that happens towards the end of the episode that I'm sure we'll get to in a moment. But overall, yeah, I feel like the treatment of this storyline was much better last episode, even though I'm glad they continued it this episode and that it had repercussions. I agree with that. Yeah.
1: Uh, Then we move into Archie texting Betty, you up. You up? At like noon. (laughs) <laughs> it was a like fully daytime. Betty's coming back from seeing Nick right. get arrested, and uh, Archie's like, hey, you up? <laughs> what day is it? I'm a baby.
2: That's very Archie, though, right? Archie probably slept until noon and was totally like, well, we all woke up at this time.
1: I look forward to the scene where every night before Archie goes to bed, Fred Anders hits him in the head with a shovel to keep him dumb, <laughs> and then he wakes back up to be like,
2: Archie. oh, what? He's so dumb. He's so dumb. Like he's done. We've so talked what? about this so what? He's dumb.
0: What? So what? People can be dumb. It's not a big deal. You guys like harp on this, and it's you know. I can't believe how much you aren't love this show. As smart as you are, all right? Yeah. It's not the, their fault that they're it, not no, smart. No. no.
2: Okay. Uh, let's talk about this again for the uh, approximately nineteenth time. Maybe the twentieth time. Maybe, maybe the, just maybe the twenty-first time. time. Maybe the twenty-second time. Could and be possibly the twenty-third time could or be the twenty-fourth time. Times. Could be the twenty fifth time, or the twenty sixth time, or the twenty. I'm trying to teach my children numbers by listening to this podcast.
1: Alex, once again, we are not your children.
2: Oh, we are, okay. we
1: are your That's peers. Uh,
2: I actually forgot what I was talking about.
1: <laughs> I think you good. need to learn numbers. Yeah, good. I definitely should. No, we we're talking about Archie being dumb, and you oh, don't wait, need to okay, explain. Okay, so let me
2: explain it. this one more time. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> hey, look, you just look at us like children. I can see it in your eyes. You're like trying to teach (laughs) I don't know why you're not getting that Archie is so dumb. Let me explain this to her one more time, idiot. Uh, But seriously, what I mean is that uh, Archie in the comics is dumb in a very specific way. I know, you've
0: said that numerous times. Yes,
2: but possibly people are listening to this podcast for the first time, so I feel like I need to repeat it, particularly because you're not listening to me. He's dumb in the comics in a very specific way where... It's sweet and dumb, and here he's just a meathead. Right. That's all in the show. That's what the difference
0: is. So it really bothers you guys because you bring it up all the fucking time. Well, he's much
2: less endearing. He's
0: dumb. Let's move on.
1: Okay, Pete. Geez, what, do you know a dumb person in your life? Yeah. Yikes. this is getting really rough. Uh, So then we see Betty and Archie, they see Joni Jopaz in Pop's
2: window. Well, we should talk about what happened right before that. The conversation, we touched on it a little bit, uh, but Tony Topaz, which is half of Joni Topaz, mm-hmm. uh, tells Jughead after the PG-13 groping that she wants to keep it casual. She's more into girls anyway, and Jughead, I felt like he kind of took it in stride.
0: Yeah, he was like, oh, good.
1: I felt like he was like surprised, but I, I do feel like he genuinely likes her. Yeah. and so.
0: Uh, but it also proves that she was just using him to get, uh, get him to be a serpent.
1: No, that's not at all what that proves. Uh, they, you really don't think that she genuinely
0: cares for him? Uh, no, she just wanted him to get him to join the servants. Why? Do, she doesn't get anything out of it.
2: I think it's a weird swerve, honestly, because I think it was pretty clear for the past couple of episodes. She, she was did.
0: all about him. She was all over him. She was right. very... And now all of a sudden she's like, oh, by the way, I, I'm into chicks, so like, back up off me. But it's like, well, I, what I the fuck was all that?
1: But well, She yeah. also said, I need you to recover from your relationship, which is a fine thing to say. Yeah, it's yeah. very
0: nice. It's a very nice thing So, to so say. they
2: had a moment. They smooch They had a moment. Yep. They had it's some... A
1: technical term.
2: They had some mild sci-fi violence, and now they're back to being friends.
1: Great. <laughs> that is what sex is, basically. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's true. Uh, <laughs> it's... All right. So, uh, Anyways, so it, But it's interesting that Archie and Betty are the ones that witness that, uh, which is sort of where I think we think that Betty wants to be is with Archie, and she's yeah. still seeing Jughead, and that hits her a little well, bit. Well, and
2: particularly for Archie, now that he knows she's up, he's super into it. Exactly. No asleep girls for him. Yeah, no, he's...
0: Archie and Betty are not a good match on this show. Really? They're not a good match.
2: I, here's why I think they are a good match. I think they're a good match because Betty is clearly the smartest character on the show. She knows more than anybody. She is able to work her way out of pretty much any situation. And Archie is the dumb meathead that will follow her absolutely anywhere and do whatever. Yeah. Like, Archie uh, needs some direction. because Archie's the moose. Yeah, because otherwise he sets up a gang of shirtless thugs that are going around painting circles on everything, which makes, again, no sense whatsoever. He needs Betty's direction in his life. He needs... He it's just like needs direction.
0: Him. It doesn't matter if it's Betty but or Betty Veronica.
2: Is that person. Betty yeah. is the, he, Betty is his person. Nope. To take the term from Grace Anatomy.
1: Nope. I, wow. Uh, I think maybe, or maybe he just needs like a good internship. So, anyways,
2: yeah. So you uh, can have an internship with Betty. So, uh,
0: so then we have that's the.
1: Nice. That's the only way he'll do it. Not it's, it's boyfriend lessons, just like with Miss Grundy.
0: <laughs> so then we have the meeting that is official meeting, but not an official meeting where we have the town's uh, elite family members uh, who meet secretly to decide the fate of the town. And the mayor decides, well, fuck it. I'm just going to send a bunch of cops into a school because a bunch of parents say so.
1: Well, yes. uh, So in this meeting, uh, it comes out that they were all at a party. They all did jingle jangle, which we learned stays in your system for three days. Again, this drug is crazy and makes no sense. (laughs)
2: Uh, <laughs> Have you ever had a pixie stick? <laughs> that shit I could touch three this days. Stuff. three no, days. I lose my, days. Mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was, my mind.
1: I was going crazy. where my jam. Uh, cool. Maybe that's why you're so offended by Jingle Jangle. Uh, so um, the mayor uh, is outraged, uh, mad at all the kids except for Betty because she didn't do the JJ. Mm-hmm. And uh, she sends. Which this is not how the world works. They don't just you yeah, can't just no, send that's what me the nuts. mayor's
0: walking through the southside. Also, school. they don't have like meetings at houses like that. That's ridiculous.
2: Yeah, you never had a meeting with the mayor at your house. No, where the mayor of the town just came by. And was I like, mean, maybe my parents jingle jingle. weren't
0: in like the cool circle or whatever. But this seemed like very illegal on a lot of. You different didn't meet fronts. with the
1: mayor of Rochester when you.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no. Uh,
2: yeah, we got to talk about these garbage plates. They stay in your system for 3 days. Oh, yeah, they do. Now
1: that's that's accurate oh, that's and fact. that's a drug that's that Pete fact. is still addicted. To. Yeah. Uh so yeah, they they're arresting children yeah. uh in this right. high school, uh, which is crazy. I'm not I'm not sure what the laws of Riverdale necessarily are. Yeah, we are, I mean that's 100% true. We're totally off the field. Right.
2: So they come in and uh who do they arrest?
1: Okay. They arrest Sweet Pea
2: right. uh, Tony yep. Topaz right. Oh, this was the other thing that drove me crazy About the terms of the episode uh, What was it? Uh, Tall Tony? Uh- uh,
1: yes, uh Tall Bill, Tall Boy, Tall Boy, yeah. yeah,
2: Tall Boy, Sweet Pea, and uh, Steve or whoever the third guy was named. But that, like, the, by the end of the episode, they're running around and yelling Jiggle Jangle and Ghoulies, and Tall Boy and Sweet Pea and everything. I started to feel like a crazy person by the end of the episode. Yeah.
1: Well, and this happens a little bit later when they actually go to the goolies headquarters. But what the fuck is Tall Boy? Is a like forty-five year old man hanging out with a high school gang? Like none of this makes any sense. Ghoulies never say die, bro. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the ghoulies do live in a Goonies-like lair. Yes, uh, with skulls and everything. But they dress like Lost Boys.
2: It, it's a, it's like the whole it's a Stranger Things thing. They're like doing a bunch of a pastiche of a bunch of '80s things. Certainly, it's pretty cool.
1: Uh, so Betty seems to have her phone on silent uh,
0: this episode because we don't hear the ringtone well, once. Well, it's bullshit. Yeah, that. But also, like, after all of the shit, then she's like, oh, you know what? I'm just not going to pick it up. I'm like, oh, now you make that decision? After she fucked over all of her friends. All of her friends that you sold up the river? Well, I loved the first time Veronica saw Betty. She's like, I mean, that was some cold shit, and I loved every minute of it. Yes. Are, uh, are
2: you talking about in Pops? No, in school. In school. Oh.
1: Uh, so yeah, uh, part of the the uh, the black hood uh, is, like testing Betty is she like broke up all of her friendships and then we see the repercussions of that, but it's instantly paved over because they make Betty just tells Veronica what the deal is. Yeah.
2: Well, I love that scene though. I thought that, that was, was a great. good scene. Yeah. So in that scene, uh, Betty comes into Pops and Veronica is like. Okay, you have to tell me what's going on with you. Mm-hmm. And there's this rising tone, and it gets totally intense. And then it immediately cuts to Betty sipping a milkshake. Yeah, that was kind of such like, a cool. Let me get that straight. Yeah. And it was just, it was really well played and yep. really well structured. And I know I'm yep. lumping on this episode a lot, but one of the quit things. Quit lumping. But hey, quit with the lubs here. But when, when the show does it right, like, they really do know how to structure an episode, and they do know how to structure and direct scenes. The yeah. colors in this episode, in particular, were really good across the board. That very, was something that popped out.
1: Yeah, even when Cheryl was sunbathing, um, yeah. it yeah. was, like, shadowed <laughs> and uh, foggy, which yeah. I was like, that's a weird time to be sunbathing.
2: Yeah, but it was very cool. Um yeah. And I like that Betty and Veronica are getting back. I also like the idea in general, given that the Black Hood is a really ineffective serial killer. I don't think that's what Betty is necessarily playing off of, but Betty gets her power back this episode. She turns the tables on the Black Hood. Um, Maybe that's going to blow back in her face by next episode, but... I like that. I like that. They're like, no, you're not fucking killing anybody. Mm-hmm. You keep threatening these things, but you aren't able to follow through on anything. So I'm gonna take the power back in the situation.
1: Well, I think I, I think the Black Hood also makes some tactical errors. He's like, okay, um, you're like me. Here's my task for you. I need to find. Sugarman is. He's yep. a drug supplier and also a fictional character in this town. And I want you to do it for me. And I feel like, like you just said over the course of the episode, she's like, what the fuck? No. <laughs> I, you're, you're in my world now. I'm going to figure this yeah. out because I'm the smartest person here. Uh, and you're fucked.
2: Yeah. Right. And, uh, of course, Sugarman turns out to be one of our near and dear characters, which is really sad. Yeah. Uh, goodbye. Teacher,
1: teacher, uh, number so two. Later, we find out um, by the end of the episode that the the Sugar Man, the big drug supplier, is the teacher at the South Side that let uh, Jughead open up the new newspaper there, the Red and Black, I think it's called. Yeah. And uh, there's one scene. There's one scene with him like two episodes ago, and there's one scene in this episode where he's like, "Hey, Jughead, I said no gangs," and he Jughead's wearing a serpent jacket. He's like, "Um, um." And then coming to find out, he's like the hardcore. Right, drug he's the Man.
2: I also want to know what the uh, succession was there because we find out there's a great scene where uh, this is my favorite scene in the episode by far. Cheryl is begging her mother to tell her what's going on with Sugar Man, and just begs her and says, "Please, just show me that you love me. Show me that you care about me in some way." My father deserved to die. He was a horrible person, but why won't you love me? And it's beautiful and heartbreaking and sad, and Madeline Pitch totally sells it. Uh, and the repercussion for that scene is later on. Her mother actually explains the whole thing with Sugarman that it was a succession thing. It went down to Cliff Blossom. He wanted to pass it down to Jason. That's yeah. why Jason died. That
0: was a whole crazy reveal. Right. Yeah,
2: because he would didn't want to be Sugarman. Yeah. So Makes I'm wondering sense. how it went for like. Well, Jason Blossom didn't want to be Sugarman. He died, so it went to this random teacher.
1: Yeah, and I honestly feel like we won't ever find out why. Right. Uh, that's just over. Uh, because the Sugarman thing was sort of a way to bring Cheryl into the fold with Betty, and Cheryl does figure out the actual who Sugarman is from her mother, yeah. and that scene was worth it, I think. But it was sort of a whole weird invention for the episode. I,
2: I also do wonder, given Cheryl's childhood drawing of Sugarman, I assume she made that and not Jason made that. Yeah, uh, what was her father dressing up as?
1: Yeah, it's... Well, I mean, I guess... I mean, you could say that she was just hearing her mother tell the tales. Mm -hmm. Uh, Or maybe that was the previous Sugar Man who was like,
2: like, who is that who was scary, I saw. Right. So it wasn't actually somebody that she saw. Like, her father was like, I'm the Sugar Man now. Yeah. Though he did dress up in those weird wigs that never got explained, so...
1: And like I said, I feel like we may get some uh, explanation about that. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh... What else to talk about? Oh, we have um, we get to see FP Skeet.
2: We do Skeet. Another back. Really, that was
0: awesome. Another really well structured reveal. Was yeah,
2: great. So Jughead and Archie are in a bind. They don't know what to do because of the ghoulies and the serpents yeah. and whatever's going on, and they're in a bind and stuff. Uh, so they're like, "What do we do?" Slam right to FP and he's that like, "Tell me everything cool, you know." Yeah, that was so and it was great. great. And then his stupid advice is having drag race. Very bad father. Terrible, Just
1: terrible that was great advice. Oh my oh, god! Oh wait, to be fair, Pete solves a lot of his problems with the drag race.
0: Yeah, yeah. which is solves all problems. Pete doesn't have a car, guys. There is like so many Fast and Furious movies. I mean, that shows you that you can solve life. Through races. Solve life? Yeah. <laughs> Any life problem, race can solve it. So the interesting thing
2: about this is, uh, I thought, is that I I think it was mostly a coincidence. Certainly drag racing is a part of like the weird kind of 50s, kind of modern teen life that Archie lives in. But there was just a storyline. Uh, what was it called? Over the Top or Over the Limits or something like that? Uh, yeah, Over the Limit, I believe. Over the Limit in the uh, main Archie comic books, which was all about a deadly drag race. And it feels like they tried, they knew about that, right? Yeah. So, like, they had tried to have something on the stands before that hit. It's not the same storyline by any means. Um, no, I was no. really curious to see, in that book, Betty gets very hurt. Um... That's not at all what happens here. Yeah. Uh, but I thought it was a neat little tie-out, a neat little
0: reference to the current comic You books. got me excited because you said over the top, and I thought you were talking about the Sylvester Stallone movie. Uh, yeah, yeah the there's arm a big, There's yeah. a
1: big storyline in Archie featuring Sylvester Stallone referencing the 80s truck-driving arm wrestling <laughs> movie over the top. It's great. Really fun crossover.
2: I yeah, mean, it's pretty cool. So what did you think about the drag race, though? Well, they, they,
0: Cheryl shows up. I thought that was an amazing, like Cheryl moment where she was like, I was born for this. That was dope. Get the fuck out of here, Topaz, whatever your fucking name is. And uh, Cheryl just owned the shit out of that. And it was, I thought it was just a fun, great moment.
1: Uh, It was a really well made scene, I think. I mean, but it was just, it's just so nonsense. Yeah, but why
0: also were there two people in each car? There was no need to have Archie. And Jughead in the car. That well, was just I like, think
1: there were two people in the car because of what happened in the scene. So this is a drag race between the Ghoulies and the it's winner take all. Right. If the Ghoulies win, one person
0: if, drives. You don't need someone. Just wait seeing. a second.
1: If the Ghoulies win, they take over the White Worm, which is a place. Right. Uh, that they decided to name that. Um, and then we. <laughs> it's ha- a bar.
2: It's the bar where the yeah. serpents hang out.
1: That, but that's the name they have. Right. They it. That's the name, name, name they chose. The all world. the names in the world to name a bar. Right, they right. went with the White Worm. With a Y. We should yeah, mention. That's a great point. So that makes it authentically Iron. Yes uh, And then <laughs> I
2: think it makes it Authentically like Lovecraft Or something like that But
1: Yeah that's Is that the reference I uh, think so, so. But why is like Like sort of Gaelic language Or something
0: right? eh, I don't know I think it's supposed To be like This Lovecraft, is a hell place yeah. We're getting Sidetracked here You had a point
1: point. And on the other side If the serpents win uh, The ghoulies just stop Bugs and maybe put some fucking shirts on. Right. Uh, Stop right eating but people. that doesn't
0: mean you have to have two people in the fucking car. So there's no need for another person in the car.
1: Geez, you're a real hardcore drag race uh, purity the, man.
0: You have one person driving. You don't need a shotgun. Wait, it's not to, like a oh, cannonball run where you got to run out and switch sides. Sorry, or Pete, something.
1: how do cars work? Is, who, who, how many people need, need to drive? You need what? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah, Pete right. flipped us off and it made Alex cough. Yeah, yeah it's, it's
0: terrible. It's one person you off, to drive a cough.
2: cough. That's what Pete always
1: says. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what a great catchphrase when he's eating people.
0: <laughs> you just need one person.
2: It's a ridiculous, unnecessary cough. drag race. There's no reason that they'd be like, yep, that's what we do in 2017, a drag race to settle things for bars and whatever. Yeah. That's just not going to happen.
1: But the reason it was the went away... That it did is well. First off, the ghoulies are racing in like a PT Cruiser. Like, what the fuck was that? Right, uh, that was very strange. Uh, before this scene, we get a great scene, awkward scene of Betty and uh, Jughead, Bughead reunited to have an awkward mechanic session.
2: Uh, which and I was did cute. appreciate
0: that. I liked I the reminder
2: like that. that Betty is a mechanic and knows yeah. her way around cars. Uh,
0: she does. And another reason why they should fucking be together. Uh, what? Yeah, Betty and Jughead are a great couple. I understand
2: that Betty does machines. Why does that indicate that she should be with Jughead? Uh, I believe Donatello
0: does machines.
2: Right. (laughs) Betty does machines. Betty should be with Donatello, if anything. That's right. Now,
1: that's a match. Yeah. Uh, They're the smart ones. Uh, But anyway, to get back to the two-seater did jughead who was, like, going to risk his life to go through like dead man's bridge or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Archie pulls the emergency brake, spins out, the ghoulies go through where the cops are waiting, which Archie like again fucking things up for no good reason, calls the cops to set up a speed trap to get uh the ghoulies.
2: Yeah.
0: You, to you're be down fair, with that? No, no. That was
2: totally insane. To be fair, it works out in Archie's favor, and everything is totally fine, which also doesn't make a, total, a whole lot of sense, no. because I feel like you would have the ghoulies and the serpents killing each other at this point, in yeah. any real sense of the word. Um, yeah.
0: But yeah, it's a crazy move. It's a crazy move that he does for doing no Also... Reason. They lost. So like right. regardless of them getting pulled over by the cops, the ghoulies won the race, so they right. should technically win. So, I
2: agree. Yeah, I agree like, with you. That's good. Ghoulies never say die. We already
0: established that. <laughs> oh. uh, I
1: also thought it was weird that Tony Topaz got out of jail to be at the race. Somehow. Right. She was arrested like two scenes before this and then she's just like Well, chill. they didn't have a lot to
2: hold her on. They arrested uh, yes. her for
1: being a student. Yeah, doesn't make a ton of sense.
2: Right. It, so, I think Evolve total. or die.
0: What? Evolve or die. Evolve or die. What are you talking about? It's, they, keep, they kept saying that in the episode. Evolve oh, or die. I thought die you jacket. were making
2: a TMNT reference.
0: I no. wasn't yeah. sure about
2: that. Um, overall, my general feeling about this episode was there are some really cool scenes and great visuals and great character moments, but it was bananas, insane, over the top.
1: Uh, yes, and I guess let's touch on the last moments. Um, yeah, sure. Uh, we have Veronica, who is like fully on board. Apparently, uh, Hermione really and her evil family life. Hermione and Hiram Lodge are starting a chess team of some sort because they <laughs> right. were casually playing chess through most of the episode. Yeah, and in the last scene, Veronica is there, like part of it. Yeah. She feels very Does the much evil
2: laugh, like uh, wearing really into clearly it. fake glasses. Yeah. And That's the biggest part that was yeah, fucked up Yeah, it's super evil like I you say real
1: glasses. glasses or no glasses Oh, damn But I have perfect vision So
2: like uh, Veronica confessed She told her parents what happened between her and Nick St. Clair Right uh, And so they're like, we're going to kill him Yeah And then they try to kill him Which is and great They almost
0: do
1: Yes, <laughs> so there you go Pretty weird
0: Yes uh, and then, in but this she's all about like the evil family life now, which is. Yeah. I, sad. I do want
2: to mention one thing that we talked about a little bit the last episode with Nick Saint Clair is that I feel like they they say he's gotten hurt. It's going to take him a really long time to recover. The show is saving him as a recurring villain, which mm. I'm not totally happy about. No, uh, I, I feel like yeah, give him somebody else. Well, I don't know that it would be responsible to kill him off either, but no, the fact that next season or something he'll come back and it will be like, ooh, that mean Nick St. Clair is back in town to make things hard for our gang again. Given that he tried to sexually assault two of the characters is not a responsible thing to do. I hope that he is off the board entirely.
1: Yes. Uh, I would also argue that Veronica tried to kill him, too. Right. So, like... There's, some, there's a lot going on right. with these characters. Yeah, yeah I want Cheryl
0: to want to kill him more.
1: Yeah. Uh, you have a f- sort of very aggressive and loose moral understanding of the world. It <laughs> yeah, seems like sure, yeah. uh, if you're like, yeah, huh. the
0: other teenagers should have killed that Well, guy. to be
2: fair, Cheryl did uh, burn down her house and almost kill her mother. So. Yeah, so thank Ooh, you. By the way, can we talk about that her mother? That
0: seems her... like in her wheelhouse of like vengeful no, no, thing she burned,
2: to do. she burned down the wheelhouse. Right, but yeah. Yeah, it was literally a house full of
0: wheels. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I'm just saying it's not out of character for her to want to... Uh, can we talk,
2: though, about how her mother's looking pretty good about being all, after almost being burned to death?
0: Well,
1: what about mm-hmm. that one arm? Yeah, there was yeah, that that's one... True. She's, she she does have, have to wear a glove. Arm. But yeah, she's <laughs> definitely recovering. And then, the, so the last moment in the episode, we have the Black Hood killing the Sugar Man, Alex's
2: favorite character. I love Sugar Man. Uh, I love him when he's Maple Man. I love him when he's Sugar Man. What is it
0: driving you guys mad that after... Betty was like, yeah, I'm going to find you. I'm going to figure you out. Then she does not. Every time we see her, she's just like in the background hanging out. I'm like, you need to get on this. You can't just. She wasn't waiting around. She said, I'm going to
2: find you. And then basically we cut to pretty much to uh, uh, Black Hood killing Sugar Man. No, I mean, there was a scene where. uh,
0: Do you think Black
2: Hood killed Sugar Man over the jingle jangle that he got from the ghoulies? Or what do you think is going on?
1: Uh, it could be the the Ghoulie-based Jingle Jangle Sugar Man, or it could have been... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Tallboy got it from Sweet Pea. Yeah. Mm. Uh, mm. It could be FP, Southside Serpent, uh, Jelly Bean. White Worm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> My point is, when you threaten uh, somebody called the Black Hood, you got to get on, then trying to figure out who they are. You can't just casually hang around after that.
2: I really don't think she was casually hanging Yeah, around. she
0: was sitting next to Jughead, just casually just hanging well, out like nothing I, else was she going. She turned
1: out, looked, and said, oh, sorry, the episode's almost over.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't have time to do anything yeah, Well, right she could
0: out. have at least <laughs> pretended to be at a computer or something.
1: Oh yeah, what? that would have looked like doing research <laughs> or writing a separate novel. Yeah, yeah. Wait, either you
0: say, way,
2: you wouldn't I'm have think sorry, that she's not did you doing. Sorry, say anything? pretending to use a computer or be a computer? Because <laughs> I heard you say pretend to be a
0: computer. Be at a computer. That's oh, some
1: weird, okay. like fetish stuff that <laughs> Bughead has. Is like uh, she pretends to be a computer yeah. and yeah. he
2: types. Yeah, yeah. Now that Betty is dating a teenage Ninja Turtle, she's turned into a transformer, and that's next time on Riverdale. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, they could get there. Yeah, Yeah. I I I really hope so.
0: Yeah, I mean, Sabrina the Teenage Witch does not sound so far-fetched now. Hey, I just bought a talking car called Bumblebee.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Archie, you've said your car talks for years. (laughs) I would watch that.
2: Uh, Let's move on and talk about the last two things that we talk about every episode. First thing, who is the Black Hood? Who is your theory this episode? Pete, let's start with you. You've already mentioned sheriff. your theory, but uh, I want to hear it again.
0: Straight up sheriff. Sheriff was giving weird looks. and uh, Everyone on the show is giving weird looks all the time. Yeah, I, I think that it's the sheriff. I'm, I'm convinced now. No evidence for that? Because the sheriff would want to stop all the evil people, and I think that he would like to be able to uh, reach outside the law and be able to handle things. Justin, uh,
1: my guest this week is also the sheriff, but uh, I have some evidence for you. Uh, oh, fuck you! Why fuck me? Because
0: you're like, oh, I also agree with you, but your reason is stupid, and I have like legitimate.
1: I mean, your reason is he gave a weird look, and I'm telling you, I have like two <laughs> things that I think are a little bit more. Right, let's, indicative.
0: Hear it. let's hear Let's hear, Smarty Pants. Uh,
1: number one, uh, the very last moment, uh, the sugar man is killed. In jail, uh, how would anyone else get in there with a black hood on mm. to shoot him? Uh, that makes me think it's someone who has access. I also think uh, visually, Cat Taylor's hat way down over his eyes through all of the scenes when he's like arresting people, and that feels that's very like villain uh, in old right. westerns, and visually villain. indicating like a black hood almost. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think the it's first like, part
0: well, was evidence. The second part was just as dumb as mine.
1: Uh no I don't I think that's a visual clue. Him giving a weird look at one point is I think less of a visual clue. It's a visual
0: clue. clue. I don't <laughs> think so. You <laughs> didn't even visual. call it a visual clue. Well that doesn't mean it's not a visual clue. I think it's not. <laughs>
2: so I think this episode threw us for a loop for a, l- a little bit with the reveal of Sugarman because it was this random character that we don't really care about. So potentially they could throw out, oh, the Black Hood is random person that we kind of forgot about or saw one or two times or something like that. But I'm going to throw out a crazy theory to you. What if the Black Hood is Cliff Blossom? Mm. I know we saw him hanging, and I know there was the big fire, but what if he didn't actually die in that barn? What if he somehow survived the hanging or switched in some way, left a body that got burned up in his place? He's the big overarching villain. This is still very... The Sugar Man thing was very weird, and... He's certainly the person that would want to know who the new Sugar Man is so that he could take them out. Uh, So if there was a crazy reveal that he survived somehow, that would, I think, be kind of awesome. I don't know if that totally fits because I don't know how well Clifford Blossom necessarily knows Betty. But at the same time, as we were reminded of this episode, Betty and Cheryl are cousins So it is possible that Cliff is somebody that could have known Betty and known about the Nancy Drew book and all of those other things from when she was a kid.
1: Yes, and certainly he would have motive since uh, Betty was instrumental in getting...
2: Right. He would also have motive to kill Grundy because Grundy previously molested Jason Blossom, Yeah, uh, and he potentially would shoot Fred because they had all of those dust-ups about the land and everything else. So yeah. Clifford Blossom is really somebody who has that motive. It would be a crazy twist if he was still alive. I think it would be awesome, an awesome way of tying the first two season mysteries together. But it also does seem a little far-fetched. So we'll see But to happens.
1: your point, like we never learned about the wigs. He could have easily dressed up a random corpse Ooh. with wigs. uh uh-huh, uh-huh. To be his right.
2: body. There we go. Definitely Clifford Blossom. And as we end every episode... Betty or Veronica, who won this episode? Who is your fave this episode? We've been choosing random different people almost every single episode, but Justin, I'm going to start with you.
1: Uh, Great. So you're saying this episode, we're sticking just to Betty.
2: Betty or Veronica, that's it. Those are your choices.
1: Fuck. Okay, that makes it hard. I guess I'm going to go with Cheryl. God damn it. Cheryl is so great in this episode, Uh, just (laughs) acting-wise, everything she was doing. She's the character that's having the most fun and surprisingly, sort of makes the most sense in her actions. While well, Veronica's acting pretty crazy, Betty is vacillating between like being terrified of the black hood and then like just straight up destroying him over the phone. Yeah. So like, I feel like they're all over the place. While well, Cheryl was consistent and uh, and
0: great. Yeah, I I love Cheryl in this episode, but I'm going back to. Betty all day er day.
2: <laughs> it's not all day or day when <laughs> you change your answer. That's yeah. true. It's that true. in fact it's, it's been uh, Betty some of the days and none of the days for several episodes now. Yeah.
0: It's it's pretty much Betty except when I'm mad at her.
2: Nice. Yeah. Then
0: uh, like it's all not
1: relationships.
0: Betty. Yeah. Yeah. But why, Pete? Uh because Betty finally realized she was being stupid about the whole. Uh, you know, oh I have and then she realized, wait, I'm smarter than everybody. I can totally handle this, and then like woke up and realized, Oh yeah, I have the power. So Yeah. I, I got my Betty back.
1: Yeah. She uh has I the got power. my Betty back, Betty, Betty. Betty back, <laughs> Betty back,
2: Riverdale. So I'm I'm gonna agree with you, Pete. I'm gonna say Betty as well. And I think for very similar reasons that she took back, like you said. She said, "I have the power," like He Man in this episode, yep. and she took it back.
0: She was like, and "I have the power." That was
2: the worst He Man I have ever heard in my entire life. I'm sure you could do worse than that. I she, have the see, power. Yeah, congratulations. congratulations! And yeah, then she pointed good. her sword to Archie, who and he was like,
1: "I'm a cat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a battle cat."
2: <laughs> <laughs> Meow. But I, I love those scenes. I love those scenes of her turning the tables on the Black Hood. I thought that was great. I thought Lily Reinhardt's steely glance at the end when she was talking to him on the phone was awesome. Uh, and obviously she ends up in kind of a bad place because the Black Hood's like, well, fuck it. I'm going to kill this guy at the end. So we'll have to see what happens next episode. For this episode, she is in charge. And I thought that was really cool. Plus, we get to see her be a mechanic, which is classic Betty.
1: That was
2: very cool. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Let us know your Riverdale theories. Uh, hit us up on the Twitters or the email. Also, this show is free to listen to, but it just costs us a little bit of money to do. Patreon.com slash comic book club. If you want to donate, Pete, what else do you want to plug?
0: Follow us on Facebook so you get to know about all the amazing guests we have on the show. Follow us
1: on Twitter at comic book
2: live. Check us out at comic book club live.com, the number one website for comic books and podcasts, but it's also the number two website. And the number three website, and the number uh, four website, with this and the number five bullshit. website. It's also the number six website and the number seven website. Why do you it's think the counting th- is funny, you eight. dick? Website of the number nine website. Here's all I'm saying, kids. Stop listening to the podcast. Go to bed. Thanks.
1: Gooleys, get us that JJ. <laughs>